Hi, everybody. This is Jimmy DeYoung. Welcome to a short Bible study on the Babylon Factor. Now, that's the title of the series, a five-hour audio series on CD that will help you understand the times in which we're living. When I talk about Babylon, that was the location where Noah and his three sons would live after the flood because Noah's great-grandson, Nimrod, built a great city in Babylon. Babylon has never been destroyed. Babylon is still alive and well on planet Earth today. In fact, Babylon is located in modern-day Iraq on the shores of the Euphrates River, some 68 miles southwest of Baghdad, Iraq. Studying about what is going to happen in Babylon is key for your understanding of how the prophetic scenario found in God's Word is going to unfold in what seems to be the day of the fulfillment of this prophecy. This five-hour study, The Babylon Factor, will help you understand why the United States military is in Iraq today, what God is doing using world leaders to accomplish His will. In just a moment, I'll tell you how you can get the entire series of The Babylon Factor. But right now, take a moment with me and let's listen to an introduction to this series, The Babylon Factor. September the 11th, 2001, I was in Atlanta, Georgia, getting ready to go to speak at a camp meeting there in Atlanta suburb. Several of us were speaking, Dr. Jerry Vines from First Baptist Jacksonville, Dr. Jerry Falwell, myself, Several other men were going to be speaking at this conference. And so I got up, started to get ready, didn't turn the television on. All of a sudden, I got a call from our son, Jim, who was out jogging, happened to have his cell phone with him. His wife called him to say, hey, there's something going on. So he called me. I want to remind you that our family lived in New York City for five years. I was a vice president of a broadcasting company there. And while in New York City, many times we'd gone into the Twin Towers, probably 35 to 40 times. Because every time someone would come into town, they'd want to see the Twin Towers, so we would take them. Jimmy got me on the phone and he said, hey, Dad, you know what just happened? I said, no. He said, a plane hit one of the towers in New York City. I said, come on, man, I am getting ready to go preach. Don't mess around with me. I don't have time. Now, come on, what'd you call for? What's the problem? He said, no, Dad, turn on the television. I turned on the television and bam, the other plane at the other tower. It was surreal. I, for a moment, thought I was watching a made-for-television movie. And as they would repeat the news coverage of that event, I just couldn't believe it. I would sit there in disbelief. You know, what is going on here? I reminded myself in that time of a time when I was doing a talk program on those stations in New York City, I did a daily hour-and-a-half call-in talk program, and a man called me to tell me that, and we talked about biblical subjects, to tell me that what he understood Revelation chapter 18 to mean was that Babylon the Great would be destroyed, and Babylon in Revelation chapter 18 was actually New York City, fulfilled by New York City. Well, I kind of let that pass that time. But on September the 11th last year, the Moody Broadcasting Company, who I have been doing a report on for about nine years now, called me to see what my thoughts, my commentary on the event of the day had, would be. On that same radio broadcast was a preacher friend of mine named Adrian Rogers out of Memphis, Tennessee. 
And he, in his report, brought up the same thing. He said there's some interesting similarities to Revelation chapter 18 and the events of 2001, September the 11th, in New York City. And so I went back and looked at it. Let's go look at it right now just for a moment. Revelation chapter 18. Go there with me and let's check out the similarities between Revelation 18 and September the 11th, 2001. John the Revelator is writing about the judgment that will come upon Babylon. Revelation 18. Now when we read through Revelation 18, we will insert, at least in our thinking, New York instead of Babylon. And after these things, I saw another angel come down from heaven, having great power, and the earth was lighted with his glory. And he cried mightily with a strong voice, saying, Babylon, or New York, the great is fallen, is fallen, and has become the habitation of devils, and the hold of every foul spirit, and cage of every unclean and hateful bird. Well, just that first phrase, the habitation of devils. If you've ever been to New York City, I could take you to 42nd Street, Times Square. It is the epitome of immorality. I remember some of the Word of Life rallies or one particular banquet that we had in that area. And on New Year's Eve, there in Times Square. Unbelievable immorality. The habitation of devils. So that's similarly uh, similarity surely fits. Verse 3, for all nations have drunk of the wine of the wrath of her fornication, and the kings of the earth have committed fornication with her. Nations and kings committing fornication with New York City? Well, do you remember just a couple of months back the General Assembly of the United Nations, an international governmental political organization that gathers all the nations of the world and the leaders of the world, even during the General Assembly, our president, President Bush, addressed the General Assembly in New York City. The nations of the world, the kings of the world, coming together to commit fornication with her. Look at the last part of verse 3. And the merchants of the earth are waxed rich through the abundance of her delicacies. The merchants, these compatriots of Osama bin Laden and, I do believe, Saddam Hussein knew exactly what they were doing. They aimed at the economic, financial capital of all of the world. They went to the military capital of the world. They hit the Pentagon as well. But they went into the Twin Towers, hoping that those Twin Towers would topple over on Wall Street and destroy the New York Stock Exchange, destroy all the other financial center of this world, the economic capital of all of the world today. But they did not know that the engineers who built those twin towers had so structured them that they would not topple over should something as did happen, happen, but instead they would implode like they did. But they were going after the economic, they were going after the financial capital of this world and all the merchants of the world at Babylon and going to be very sad. Look at verse 8. Therefore shall her plagues come in one day, death and mourning and famine, and she shall be bitterly burned with fire. For strong is the Lord who judgeth her. Verse 9. And the kings of the earth who have committed fornication and lived deliciously with her shall bewail her and lament for her when they shall see the smoke of her burning. President Putin, while our president was in the air in Air Force One, called to our president and 
sent his condolences to the people of America because of what had happened. The kings of the world mourning, all of the earth mourning what had happened. Look at this, verse 10. Standing afar off for the fear of her torment, saying, Alas, alas, that great city Babylon, that mighty city, for in one hour, for in one hour is thy judgment come. One hour between the first plane hitting one tower and the second plane hitting the other tower and destroying them. Verse 11. And the merchants of the earth shall weep and mourn for her, for no man buyeth their merchandise anymore. For the first time in the history of the New York Stock Exchange, for four days it was shut down. Nobody was buying or selling. I don't know if you're aware of this or not, but the Orthodox Jewish community has a cartel on the diamond industry. Diamonds are mined in South Africa, and then the Orthodox community, who has this cartel on diamonds, will cut the diamonds, set the diamonds, and then distribute the diamonds. In reality, if all the diamonds that are available already cut and set were put on the marketplace, diamonds would have a very, very low price. But it's the supply and demand principle that drives the price up and controlled by the Orthodox Jewish community, which was headquartered in the Twin Towers. And it was destroyed, no buying and selling for four days. Look at the other merchandising that would have taken place. Verse 12, and the merchants of gold and silver and precious stones. Verse 12, 13, and 14, you can read it later, list Items that they were not able to buy and sell in the marketplace. Look down here at verse 17. Again, for in one hour so great riches has come to naught. And every shipmaster and all the company and ships and sailors and as many as trade by sea stood afar off and cried when they saw the smoke of her burning, saying, What city is like unto the great city? For in one hour, in verse 19 again, she is made desolate. Similarities in Revelation chapter 18, looking at Babylon, or is it New York City, being destroyed by fire in one hour, and the economic capital of the world shut down, desolate. But look here, everybody, give me your attention, please. Revelation 18, I'm going to say this as emphatically as I can, is not and was not fulfilled on September the 11th, 2001. Thank you very much for joining us as we studied The Babylon Factor. This five-hour audio series on CD is available to you. If you'd like to purchase a copy of it, you can call our toll-free number. That's 877-674-3298. Or you can go to our website and our shopping mall, and the address of the website, www.prophecytoday.com. This introduction to the Babylon Factor, I hope, has whetted your appetite to know more about Babylon and the key role that it will play in the end times. You see, Babylon is modern-day Iraq, and the focus of the world is on this unique state in the Middle East. Remember, if you're interested, call our toll-free number, 877-674-3298, or visit our website, www.prophecytoday.com, to get your copy of the five-hour audio series on CD entitled, The Babylon Factor. And as you study The Babylon Factor, even in these short segments that we are presenting, 
It's going to make you aware of the fact that we are quickly approaching the time of the end when Jesus Christ will return. Oh, by the way, before he comes back to the earth, seven years before that time, he will shout, the archangel will shout, the trumpet of God will sound, and we will depart this earth to be with him forevermore. Truth is, having said all of that, there's nothing left for me to say now except let's keep looking up until... 